This is Amateur Faith Night, a podcast where real-life friends talk about real-life religion, where questions are encouraged, doubt is talked about, and following Jesus is our main priority. Let this be a starting place for you to research things and study them out for yourself. God is bigger than all of our questions, and it is okay to not have all of the answers. Are you ready? Good posture, everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Wait, you wanted to sing a song. Do I? You said you did. No. (laughs) Come on, Gary. I don't remember it. Okay, fine. Um, If I remember correctly, it had something to do with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and MC Hammer. MC Hammer. This is what we do from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack in 1992. (laughs) You even know the year? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> was that the secret of the ooze? No, that was the that was the sequel. Oh, okay. this was this was the OG, the original. Okay. Okay. So I do actually think I've seen that movie though, for real. Should have. It's a great movie. Well, we weren't allowed to watch TV or movies, so I didn't see very many. But I think I do remember watching that because it was right around the time that we started going to the UPC church, and my mom and my stepdad got married. And it was before my stepdad and the pastor made my mom get rid of the TV that we had. And my little brother liked the Ninja Turtles. So we got to watch that. And then we played Ninja Turtles for like the next Which, tur- which turtle were you? I was Michelangelo. Um, I wasn't a turtle. I was April. Oh, yeah. That's true. It yeah. Makes, makes perfect sense. Yeah. We had like a um, cardboard sewer lid that we used. And we would like pretend that we were going down the sewer, but we'd like crawl under the bed. It's quite an imagination. Yeah, well, I was like eight, so. <laughs> so we've changed the uh, topics and the way we're going to do the show from now on, we're going to be movie critics. So <laughs> mm-hmm. please give us some suggestions on movies to watch. Yep. Um, and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because that's the whole episode we're going to talk about. So yeah. in the opening scene. Right. Yeah. No. No, we're not. <laughs> you want to say what we're talking about? Yes, tonight we will be discussing why we do what we do. Yes. What? And I'm sure everybody has heard the announcement. If you haven't, um, the Amateur Faith Night, us, and Berean Holiness have combined forces, and we're having a conference with the hosts of Cultish, Jeremiah and Andrew, both. So... We are. We are. We are. So if you have not got tickets yet or um, there is a link floating around somewhere for this, um, it is on Amateur Faith Night Facebook page and also my um, author's page, Jennifer Brewer. For those that watch this on YouTube, maybe Jennifer will put it down below. Right. Yeah, I should do that. And yeah. if you guys do, yeah. if you miss out on that, I've bought 50 extra. I'm going to scalp them at the service <laughs> or when we're down there. So yeah. um, so anyway, no, we are very excited about it, though, because, um, you know, when you leave an organization like the UPC or as in Natalie from Berean's case, the conservative holiness movement, which is very similar, um, you lose your community. You lose everybody. So this is a good opportunity for everybody to meet and to mingle and to, in a very relaxed kind of situation um, and still walk away, hopefully, with some kind of takeaway from it, something encouraging. Um, yeah. So that's our plan. So hopefully everybody can make it because it would be really cool to meet everybody. Um, but I did – Jeremy and I were talking about – with that being announced and everything that's that's coming up for us, a lot of big things. Um, we, I, I know that we've done a couple of episodes of like about us, but we really haven't 
other than like some blog posts that I've done, we really haven't said like why we are doing what we are doing. Um, I think a lot of it gets misconstrued as at least in like Jeremy and I's case, hate or because we're lashing out against the organization. We don't like them. We're trying to tear them down or whatever. Um, but that's, that's not really why we're doing this at all. And I have no hate and I don't want to tear anybody down. It's not a personal attack. Um, like I've been accused of (laughs) in other things. Um, it's, it's definitely not that because we have a heartbeat and I, I love, I love so many people that are still in that organization and there are so many good people in that organization. They just are sincerely wrong in their beliefs and because they believe so strongly and because they want to do right, they're still stuck there. So I think that that is my main drive is just to maybe put some resources out there. Obviously we're not like super put together and professional (laughs) with anything that we do. I just don't have it in me to have that kind of level of perfectionism like other people. Um, which it is what it is. I work, have kids and a life too. So it's just, um, but I, I do want to have some kind of resource out there to maybe help people along the way at some point, like whether you're thinking about leaving, um, if you've already left, if you are just kind of questioning things, I do want to have something easily accessible, accessible. Yeah. Accessible. 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 Anyway, yeah, there's goes the professionalism thing. <laughs> um, so people can find it. And just to have, like, regular conversation. Like, the three of us would hang out and have the same conversations. And literally, this is exactly what we would talk about. Um, so and I think it's pretty fun. I think we should share it. I think we're hilarious. Sure. Not necessarily me, but these guys. So, you have you have your whole entire phone up, propped up on your water cup? Yes. Were you going somewhere with that, or? Well, I will when you're done. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm done. Okay. 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 You just called you long-winded. First off, for all the guys out there, right now is February 15th, so it is time to go buy your Valentine's Day candy. Not to make up for yesterday. No. We don't do it that way. You buy it today because it's like 75% off and you hold it back to next year. And if you buy the good stuff, it's not all the chocolate. It won't fade out and look all white and funky. So buy the better stuff because it's already 75% off. Hold it back and your sweetie will think you did really good next year. That is a lie. What's a lie? They won't think you did good because they're going to know. No, they won't. You never know. Or there's also another thing you could do. What's that? You could rant and rave about what a ridiculous holiday it is and just begrudgingly give your wife flowers and stuff and a card and say here's your mandatory flowers and card that <laughs> any husband who actually loved their wife would do this a couple times throughout the year and not just wait till <laughs> freaking February 14th to do it. <laughs> Which is I can completely hear uh, that conversation uh, going on at your house. Uh, <laughs> I do hate Valentine's Day though because weird. it's like it's a forced it's thing. It's so forced. It's forced. Like, yeah. No, I would I would yeah. rather get chocolate and Jeremy is really good about that. Like he'll bring me chocolate randomly cuz he knows that's how I survive life in general. So anytime well, he goes to the gas it's, station, it's it's chocolate he's going to buy tomorrow. 
and he's just going <laughs> to randomly give it to you throughout the year. <laughs> Why well, is, no, I'm buying today because this is airing on the 15th. Oh, True. Okay. Because we don't record these ahead of time. Way ahead of time. Yeah, no, never. It's too much math. <laughs> <laughs> We're all simple. Yeah. Neanderthals. We're still trying to figure out, you know, why we got 10 digits. All right. So to go on topic with what Jennifer had to say, why we do what we do, part... These scriptures have been on my mind for quite a long time to kind of maybe explain a little bit how I feel. Uh, Romans chapter 9, we've got the context is Paul, and he's referring to the Jewish nation. And he says, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying, for my conscience assures, assures me in the Holy Spirit, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, my fellow countrymen, who are Israelites, to them belong the adoption as sons, the glory, covenants, the giving of the law, the temple worship, the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, by human descent, came the Christ, who is God over all, blessed and forever. Amen. Not that I feel that the UPC has all the covenants, all the promises. Um, I I don't believe that at all. However, just like Paul, Paul was basically raised up as a very strict Judaizer. And I myself was, I grew up in a very strict UPC home. Um, My father was a deacon for many, many years, and he eventually took a church and pastored as well. And because of that, yes, I mean, I've got a lot of friends, family still in the organization, and I I do feel for them because I understand that the bondage that they were in, I, I get the despair that can come with the legalism, which will be the next episode, that binds these people. And I, I do. My heart breaks from them from time to time. There's some days it doesn't bother me so much, and there's a lot of days that it does because I was in those same bonds and I was under that same pressure of having to own up to basically the heritage that I was told that I had. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, the heritage. That... that I was trying to find the verse and I don't remember off the top of my head where it is, but Paul talks about um, speaking. There's a verse that says speaking the truth in love, but that's not where I was going with this. It was um, like basically debunking things in a good way. Um, Do you know which verse I'm talking about? I'm butchering it right now, butchering it. But anyway, you were saying that and it reminded me of that verse and talking about your heritage that's a huge thing and you know you always hear the upc people and i'm sure other organizations but i speak to what i know talk about oh i'm fifth generation or i'm fourth mm-hmm. generation or whatever that's a, that's like a good that's a big deal oh yeah yeah you you're somebody if you're multi-generations in whereas a family like mine i was my, my mom so like i guess i would second generation i guess technically my grandma was upc too on your dad's on side. my dad's side yeah so it's kind of like a two and a half generation mm-hmm. kind of thing <laughs> i don't know um we didn't really talk to my grandma very much on my dad's side anyway but was that he, because she was upc honestly yeah a lot <laughs> had a lot to do with it <laughs> she was one of those people god lover that um she was upc my mom was not at the time that my mom and my father were married 
and she would tell my mom she was going to hell because she was wearing pants and my mom didn't appreciate the judgment so my mom would always be like i will never be a part of that church and then she met my stepdad and he got her in so anyway it was completely unrelated how she got in ironically but yeah she wasn't really a good big fan of my grandma's for that for that reason (laughs) but when you leave you kind of feel like you know you're like kind of messing it up because like our kids could have been third generation Mm -hmm. but your grandma was upc so i guess on your side they would have been fourth generation right yeah quad right so you i mean you kind of feel like when you walk away you're like losing that yeah in a way um you're tearing down the wall yeah anyway so yeah no i think that's really good what you had to say it was heartfelt Um, we just drug Gary along because Gary's interesting. I mean, <laughs> his facial expressions, <laughs> his conversations. <laughs> like, so I just I feel like you keep us grounded. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing has been fascinating to this point. Obviously, learning about not just your guys' history, but the history of the, that church. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a whole lot other to say about it to, other than. Like I've said before, it's just like you mentioned, you still have people that you care about and they're in it and, you know, family members or friends. And it's just I just keep using the word. It's sad because uh, the, of their level of, you know, they're devoted on on the on like false pretenses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's right. not any fault of their own. It's what they've been taught and what, you know, but I just feel sad you yeah. know, because uh the truth kind of being hidden from them and they're getting the snippets of the truth they, I, I, you know you would think to I me mean, that's what's dangerous yeah is <laughs> when you yeah. got truth wrapped in lies and then like when we talked we've talked about several times it's like well in the early days where the founders really that conniving to control them were they were they just uneducated and didn't have the resources to learn more on their own or you know is it evolved did it turn into like a controlling thing or do even some of the pastors of these churches these days consider themselves controlling or are they just doing what they learn like there's so many facets to it where you know we've looked at these this the, the kind of the traditions that you guys have talked about and kind of dispelled um how they how they formed and people still doing it but is it I don't, was it done intentionally to control or was it just you know it's just a, it's fascinating the whole thing mm-hmm. is just how it kind of took on its own life yeah and i think that's a loaded question too like because not everyone involved in the formation would have been there for controlling right some i think really felt they were being led to do what was going on but i definitely think over time those that felt like a true call to ministry or whatever the situation may have been they they were obviously pushed out um, by those that did want control Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think as far as like ministers or pastors go, um, I've been around enough ministers and pastors <laughs> to know that I think some of them are sincere. Right. I think some of them really do what they do because they honestly feel like they've been called to do that. They feel like God has placed it on their heart and they do feel like they're right. And I don't think they're trying to intentionally mislead anybody for control. But I do think there are a 
big portion who just want power. Yeah. And you, you can see it across all, you know, all the denominations mm-hmm. too. I mean, you, right. you exactly. know, see some of these, you know, wealth evangelicals and, you know, the, this, just some of the stuff going on. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, you're just totally taking advantage of, um, I don't know what the right word would be. You're taking advantage of people, giving them hope mm-hmm. you know, on totally just manipulating them. And in all fairness, it boils down to narcissism and it doesn't just happen in churches. It happens in corporations. It happens in politics. Oh yeah. It happens anywhere that humans get involved. Um, so in all fairness, it's not just churches. However, when it happens in churches, it's very, very hurtful when it comes. Well, out. you're dealing with an eternity. You're like, you're literally gambling with people's eternity, like salvation and, and, and right. eternal existence. Their salvation, their trust, yeah. like their livelihood, even, you know, um, I think the worst part of like the stories that I've heard from people leaving this organization and, and, and you might think we're picking on the UPC, but Jeremy and I were speaking from what we know. Like we can't talk about any other organization because we weren't a part of that. Right. So, I mean, that would be super unfair for us to do that. Um, so I don't really feel like we're just calling out the UPC for no reason. Um, but one of the saddest things that I've heard are families that are breaking apart because of the beliefs of this organization or a pastor who is power hungry and just wants control over their family. And so either the husband leaves or the wife leaves leaves and the pastor is telling them that they shouldn't be equally yoked or they're out of submission of their husband. So they need to, or their husband's out of submission of God. So they have to listen to the pastor. Like it's insanity. And um, like just families are torn apart because you can't serve your marriage is not going to be healthy in that kind of environment. It's just, it's not. And it, that's just, that is what's heart-wrenching to me. I just, um, that's just sad. No, it, it, it definitely is because not only does it hurt individuals on an individual level, but then like you and I, we came together, we ended up getting married and I'm sure it affected our marriage for a very long time. And then we had children together and it affected them. I'm very, very thankful the grace of God came through and pulled us out before our children were so old enough that they were dug in by the heels and would have stayed. Because I, I've, we've heard testimonies and we've heard people talk to us about exactly that. They, they leave as an adult, but their kids are also adult age at that point. Mm-hmm. And their kids, they dig in their heels and they're like, no dad, no mom, you're wrong, you're you're apostate no we're, we're staying you know we can't have anything to do with you and that does happen and then boom you're estranged for years and right yeah. Yeah. right it's just it's sad so that's a huge reason well, why too like i when you were talking earlier and hopefully we've said this enough on the, these podcasts like if it comes off judgy or making funny or you know like obviously we're pretty sarcastic that's our kind of <laughs> level of communication just as friends you right. know yeah. i mean yeah. right this is yeah. not exclusive to the <laughs> yeah. podcast yeah. No, i mean it's this is not special yeah we're abusive to each other yeah <laughs> so i can understand you know we get some comments and and things you know we're you gotta, too much for some people yeah it is so what it is we just can't state it enough that it's not coming from that level like hey let's pick on the upc right now because I, I think you got it should be known that it, Jen and Jeremy started this thing out of love, not wanting to 
pick on people. It's, you know, wanting to get information out there to help, help. And it just so happens that our personalities may come across sometimes where it seems like we're, but it's, <laughs> it's, you know, that's just us being goofy with each other. It's n- not meaning any, anything other than trying to help. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then it, Right. It's a little smart alecky. Yeah. And I I think, like, for me personally, making it kind of lighthearted kind of takes the hurt out of it. And and there has been times, too, understandably, when you guys have been talking, yeah, there's a little anger behind it, but it's rightfully there. You know, that's a rightful kind of, uh, you, you earn the right to be angry about some stuff. But, you know, I think you guys are working through it pretty good. I mean, and that's one thing, too, I think all of us want to project is being just being real. Mm-hmm. Because I don't ever want to come across as somebody who has my life together because I don't. I don't know everything. I am still searching for answers. Wait, I don't think I, I will ever I was led stop. here because you said you knew everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought I was going right. to learn something. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, actually, that's... Not even true a little bit, so <laughs> yeah, I am a mess. Good. Jeremy's a mess too. Just yeah. just throwing that out there. If I'm going under, he's going under with me. But I'm going <laughs> going down with the ship. That's right. But yeah, I mean, like you said, we are sarcastic and we laugh, and it's because I it, uh, these topics are heavy, and I it's it's a very heavy burden to bear. Yeah, and it a lot of times bringing all of this up reminds me of when I was there. It reminds me of the feelings that I had when I just, I literally would cry in the shower because I was so depressed and just oppressed. And I didn't know what to do because I thought I was stuck. And reliving that sometimes it does ping and gives you reminders, but, and I, and I cope with sarcasm. I do. We said that in our trailer video. Um, but I guess I don't want that to cloud the fact that this comes from love. This comes from... Yeah, the purpose behind it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is real life. People have real life questions. People have real life issues. We're not all put together. We have absolutely no idea what we're doing most of the time. And if you feel like that, you're not alone. Like, this, this is... Just it's common, and I honestly didn't even realize that more people felt like I that like how I was feeling at the time. Like I had no idea. I thought there was something wrong with me, and it turns out there really wasn't anything wrong with me. It was the situation I was in. Right. And so I guess I want like with my blog too. I started years ago. Um, I've always written about like emotional things, not so much debunking things from a scriptural perspective, but how I felt while I was going through that situation. I've always been very open and just laid it all out because I know that I was not alone in that journey. I am not alone in this journey. I know there's other people. And, um, you know, since then, since, you know, we left in 2016, so that's been almost seven years ago now. Holy cow. I know, right? Um, this is a funny story, breaking into that. There's this lovely lady at church that, okay, so we've been going to our church for, it'll be seven years this summer, so six and a half years, okay? So I've known this woman who's elderly for at least six years, because I met her when I started singing in choir, and I started singing in choir right after we joined the church. 
she thinks my name's Sarah. <laughs> and I have, I have, no, I don't have the heart to correct her. her. Do you want me to call you Jen in front of her? Just to see what oh, she does. no, it's funny because <laughs> Kelly and I were taking communion last night. And so Kelly's standing behind me. And this woman is handing out the communion crackers. <laughs> and she goes, oh, hi, Sarah. And hands it to me. And Kelly goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she handled that. Right. She, yeah. Well, she stopped and she put her hand on my shoulder. I was like. No, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> so I was like, I don't have the heart to correct her because she's so sweet. And it's been six and a half years. I can't tell her my name's not Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But something that was said reminded me of that conversation. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, we've been going there for a hot minute. And um, we still don't know very many people, obviously. Well, yeah, because you guys <laughs> sprint out yes. after service. If I ever wanted to say hi to you, you, you got to corner yeah yeah we do and again that's part of being real and part of being human yeah. and part of my insecurities and jeremy's impatientness impatientness i have plenty of patience um, <laughs> i have plenty of patience i do okay yeah. and so i'm here because one day they asked me hey do you want to do this <laughs> podcast be an outside voice yeah. Like, yeah okay i mean yeah i'll show up for one or two you guys keep them here i am a one or two no <laughs> yeah, we made yeah, sure that it was yeah. like a lifetime commitment yeah, gary we yeah. made that abundantly clear <laughs> yeah. yeah until you retire and like you know move to montana or something right right right, yeah. right. That's, that's happening soon. yeah <laughs> yeah we're stuck here for and a while so. and on another note there have been plenty of times over the last year of doing the podcast jennifer writing her book her blog people messaging us even before really starting this whole process of the podcast and all that, you know, messaging us, you know, asking for advice, things of that nature. And it's when we, we see people that are hurting and we hear their testimony and we're able to help them and we see that it's helping them. That's actually what really keeps us going because there's been plenty of times Jennifer and I are like, why do we do this? Because there are times it weighs us down mm. and it brings us down and it's, it always seems it's about that time that we'll get a message. And I'm like, yeah, that's why we do what we do because it does make a difference. Um, we're not like she said, heroes or super people or theologians. No, we, we falter each and every day. We have mistakes that we make and, um, and we just want to be real mm-hmm. yeah. because there's been plenty of times that we've been around people that weren't real. Well, that's also valid. That is also valid. I can't stand imposters and hypocrites. Like that is my, oh, I can't stand it. I am honest to a fault. I actually had an interview yesterday and I, and I said that cause they asked me, you know, something stupid like strength and weaknesses kind of What's thing. What's your biggest weakness? Right, right. And I am honest to a fault. Like I will tell on myself 100% of the time. Um, but I think, that being part of my personality, I think me being open and honest and just word vomiting in some ways in my blog or in my book or in a life group, in a life group. <laughs> <laughs> but I think sometimes people are scared yeah. to show those kind of emotions. How many, just so the viewers know, how many people have we ran out of our life group? Oh my gosh, we've ran so many people. Well, Gary and Kelly aren't even doing it anymore. We can't. I, I think I, that we've scared everyone away. We're, it's not like we're mean. It's just 
we get we have really real conversations right i don't know if people are comfortable with that right yeah and, and there's no pretenses there's no yeah. and that's the thing i don't ever want to be um i don't ever want to be fake like what you see is what you get with me obviously like i'm more put together when i'm on an inter- interview than i am like just talking to someone clearly those kind of things happen but I never want to be one to hide what I'm actually feeling to a fault sometimes <laughs> and my face says it all all the time so even if I wanted to hide it I really can't um, but so, so what you're saying you don't show up to the life group and when someone's like Jen will you pray and you're like Heavenly Father we know that thou did this and we asked of the, the that, yeah no, no that's you're not, not going to happen. Out the King James English. <laughs> no, no. Usually I'm like, hey Kelly, you want to pray? Because yeah. <laughs> Kelly is a good prayer. She's a good prayer. Yeah, I'm. I get intimidated, and I get intimidated at stuff like that because you're nervous about what you're going to say. No, <laughs> it's not even that. It's it's not even that. I mean, good God, I've done enough like podcasts yeah. and live interviews. Yeah. Like I probably said some really stupid stuff, um, but. It's when I, when we were UPC, I was always very intimidated about prayer to begin with because I was never one to like speak in tongues and I definitely wasn't one to speak in tongues loudly. And there in those kind of situations, when you're in a life group or a prayer group, everyone's laying hands on people speaking in tongues, super loud and yelling and hooping and hollering. And I never could do that because that's just not in me to do. And so like when we started going to our current church and we had prayer on Wednesday nights, at first I was anticipating that and I mm-hmm. was horrified. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. But no one was like laying hands and hooping and hollering. Nobody was speaking in tongues super loud. But everyone knows what to say. And I think I missed out on actual prayer. Actual talking to God and yes. saying something for real. Right. And being open and honest with God. Because I was too worried about making sure I spoke in tongues, even though... Were you trying to be too legal? Too legal? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you were praying, like trying to check boxes or... Yeah, well, just trying to make sure that I was jiving with everyone else because I didn't want, one, anybody to think I wasn't spiritual. And two, I thought I wasn't spiritual. Like, I thought I wasn't spiritual. And so I felt intimidated because I'm like, well, I'm not the kind of person that can pray like this. So obviously there's something wrong with me. Right. Um, which that was part of the huge, you know, that huge blow to your self-esteem when you think there's something wrong with you, like chronically all the time. Yeah, I, think we, I think we've talked about it. Prayer. There's moments where I can I'll pray like out loud and it's boom, like, yeah, just, just in general feel the, you got, you need to pray for this person. And I'm a big person of, a big proponent of saying if you're going to pray for somebody, praying for them in that moment. Right. Yeah, do it then. Yeah, I yeah, don't for like sure. Saying, oh, I'll say a prayer for you. And I've put myself in some uncomfortable situations because God's like, you need to pray for that person. It's like, ugh. I've pr- I prayed for one guy at my old work in the bathroom, and people were walking in and out. <laughs> but it was one of those. Did you lay hands on him? <laughs> I had my hand on his shoulder. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it looked weird, but. It was one of those moments. I mean, the guy had cancer and he was upset. Yeah. And, and he probably never forgot and, that. And, it, you know, God gets on your heart. So it was just, there's moments like that. And that, and that prayer comes easy. Mm-hmm. Where what you're talking about, Kelly, like my wife, is good at somebody says, hey, Kelly, why don't you pray? And like she can just snap. Instant. Yeah. She can she snap just, into She has it the right very, words. She always knows what to very, say. It's yeah, very heartfelt and it, yeah. it feels connected. Whereas 
I don't know. I, I, I got to be built into it a little bit more or just feel the push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, feels like, like you're just on the spot. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's my introvert coming out. Kelly's not introverted at all. No, no. We're actually going to have a podcast with her on it soon. I'm going to make, I'm going to make her, <laughs> I told her that the other day. I was it's like, it's going to be the world's <laughs> longest and loudest <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Got to give her. Oh, did you break the chair that I paid five dollars at a yard sale for? <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't unplug anything. Oh, I think we're all no. We're good. We're good. Flashing lights. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Are we still on? We're good. Yeah. Take two. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Right. 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 Bring me some meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf, mom. <laughs> 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 for all the heathens oh, you out almost, there you almost made it. I don't even yeah, know for all the yeah. heathens out there it's, what's uh, she doing back there <laughs> let's see who, whose movie is that uh, it's uh, Will Ferrell it's Wedding Crashers Wedding Crashers yeah 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 see we I are mean, we a movie podcast we went from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, to Wedding way. Crashers <laughs> yeah which is not appropriate for children 10 out of 10 would or not church recommend. podcasts yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> religious podcasts right. yeah <laughs> But in all fairness, I did watch it when I was in the UPSI. Well, that's also true, but the we UPC. were heathens. Oh, we were heathens. Right. UPSI, yeah. You started that. I know, I forgot. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting. I thought it was like a knock-knock <laughs> joke. But I also didn't hide that I watched movies like that either. Mm. I've never... I, I'm a big movie watcher. I started watching inappropriate movies at a young age because I was not supervised at a young young parents and I still probably don't watch movies that Christians should watch you know what I mean like I watch movies that Christians shouldn't watch I guess yeah and it doesn't bother me am I wrong <laughs> I don't know I think we may cover stuff like that on an upcoming episode okay legalism? because uh, legalism yeah I need to I need someone to absolve me yeah. You're forgiven. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah, you better right. go to a Catholic church yeah, for that. Totally. <laughs> I'm going to need a tiny room, a bench, and a priest. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should we wrap this up? I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. I, I feel like we probably should because you guys have been like really off rails here. <laughs> really off rails. <laughs> I, I don't know whose fault it was. Jeremy's. Okay. Well, yours, was actually. It? Did I, I start it? I'll have no. to. I'll have to go back when I'm you editing and figure love. it out. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why you guys have me come to this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, get your tickets now. Early bird is still going on. I think until what date? Well, actually, I don't know if it's still going on. Yeah, I actually don't know either. I need to check that. I don't remember what we said it as. I'm. I think it's great the end of February. Conference organizer. I think it's still the end of February. So Jennifer's going to put a link down below for tickets. Yes, I will do that. Get it while the early bird's going on. Um, it's July, by the way, in Simpsonville, Kentucky, July 28th and 29th. Yep. I did not say the dates earlier. Berean Holiness. Cultish. Us. Apparently, you guys are going to get, you're going to propose for real down there or something? Is that what the rumor was? <laughs> was that on this episode or were we talking before? No, we were talking okay. before uh, the recording. We're finally going to make it legal. Yeah, finally make it legal. Okay. Could, no, I, listen. I, I do weddings. I have, I have dr- like recurring dreams all the time and i'm sure this probably means something like in my weird psyche somewhere let's that discuss let's do it what do you got what kind of dream you got? <laughs> that, that we're not actually married and we've been living in sin this entire time but we didn't know it. for the last 22 years well sometimes you know but you don't tell me 
But then, like, I find out, like, we've been either divorced somehow, and I didn't know, or, like, somebody filed our marriage certificate wrong, and we weren't actually married, and we had two kids together, and we've never actually gotten married legally. <laughs> so, how, have you cut your hair since you guys been married? I have. Well, that's it. That's true. Yeah. That's probably why. I've married my brother. I, I, I officiated my brother's. Okay, I'm glad you said that because you started saying I married my brother and I was going, what? And then Kelly's <laughs> sisters. So I did those you two. You married weddings. her sisters? Her sisters? <laughs> yes. It's really weird family. You're going old school. And I always <laughs> tell my, my brother and my brother-in-law that I gave him an out because I, I mean, I'm the one that officiated it. How legal is that? Oh. Well, I have, you have a license. Yeah, right. it was from openministry.com. It was $25. <laughs> they just said, here, you're... Did, did the state recognize it, though? <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. Did God, yeah. though? I mean, yeah, that's kinda, what matters. Yeah. There was prayer. <laughs> Heartfelt prayer. Did Kelly pray? Never she's in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay we will wrap this up i hope that um we got our point across well enough to know or to say that this is not done out of hate it's not out done out of you know trying to bash the upc um this is not anything personal because there's a difference between calling out someone's doctrinal errors and there's nothing vindictive about it exactly because you I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of people who are in the UPC feel like their identity is the UPC. So when you're yeah. calling out the UPC, they feel like they're being personally attacked. Yep. And it is definitely not anything personal. I don't have any hard feelings with most of the people in the UPC. <laughs> we just discussed your heroic <laughs> Um Oh my God, and why we, would you, why? And we've well, tried that's to- That's what we do. And we've tried to prove, at least over the last few minutes, that we're not professional in any manner. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Uh, so anyway, get your tickets to the conference. I hope to meet everybody in July and thanks for watching.